You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. And we speak on the line to our correspondent in the DRC, Chris Ochamringa. Chris, good morning to you and thank you so much for your time. Let's just start by, you know, looking from Thursday because it's been quite a big talking point, particularly in South Africa as well, the death of those two soldiers. What is the situation on the ground at the moment following that? Well, um, currently uh, there's been a lull in fighting, uh, but uh, we uh, heard from authorities in the DRC that there were two bombs that were fired in uh, the airport of Goma, that's the capital of North Kivu province, where the fighting has been very intense. The bombs were fi- fired on, on Sunday, and they landed on that uh, international airport. And uh, the Congolese officials are saying the target was two jet fighters. They are Sukhoi fighters that have been used to bombard some of the hills where the M23 rebels are. And uh, these rebels are, they say, they believe the rebels are the ones who launched these uh, bombs and fired them in the, the airport, the investigation going on. And uh, we've also heard from the government saying that uh, the two South Africans who were killed in that mortar fire were killed by soldiers from uh, Rwanda and the M23 rebels who are based in that area fighting against government forces and uh, the SADC troops. So the government has condemned this attack, it expressed its condolences to the families of the South Africans and said that it will continue to step up uh, the fight to ensure that the town of Sake and Goma does not fall into the rebel hands because many other areas in the east of the DRC have already been captured by the rebels who uh, have, have set up you know, kind of administrations in that area and many people have fled. So it's a very uh, serious situation in Eastern DRC. Many mm-hmm. people in Kinshasa have started protesting uh, the, the, the continued uh, uh, capture of territories in the East. Now, when you look at, of course, what has been happening on the ground, the, the, is, as you've just told us as well now that, uh, the, you know, the, the DRC, the UN, Western countries as well, accusing Rwanda of supporting the M23 um, rebels. And this is a continuation. It's, it's a continuing allegation that Rwanda continues to deny. But I wonder what are people saying on the ground about this? Well, the people in North Kivu province, civil society activists and and local leaders are all accusing uh, the neighboring country, Rwanda, because that area has porous borders and they have said uh, that they have seen some of the troops coming in. Uh, We have also heard from a UN investigation that was conducted last year where they used drone footage of, of Rwandan soldiers entering from Rwanda to the DRC to fight alongside the rebels. Of course, Rwanda, like you mentioned, has repeatedly denied this and saying these uh, people fighting are Tutsis based in Congo who, uh, you know, fighting for their rights. They are saying that they are trying to protect the community of Tutsis in Eastern DRC who have faced a lot of discrimination. They're also saying they're fighting because the DRC government uh, under the former president, Joseph Kabila, failed to honor uh, a, a ceasefire deal 
a peace deal that was signed in 2013. They were supposed to be integrated into the army and given some kind of package for them to, to leave, to stop fighting, but that did not happen. The current president, Felix Tshisekedi, had a conversation with them, so they're accusing him of not fulfilling that uh, commitment, and that is why they are fighting. Uh, but the government of the DRC is saying this is an economic war. They're saying, accusing Rwanda of using the M23 rebels as a proxy to plunder its mineral resources in the east of the DRC. There's a lot of gold, coltan, uh, cobalt, coltan, and other minerals that they, they are ex extracting in that area illegally. That's what they have said. The leaders are currently in, in, in Addis Ababa at the African Union. There was a meeting that was held by the president of Angola as a mediator with uh, President uh, Felix Chisekedi and President Paul Kagame trying to tell them to get to the negotiating table to stop the fighting but both leaders are holding you know firm to their positions that there are issues that have to be resolved uh, finally before you know the the, the the situation changes and so it's really a tough time we are still waiting to see what uh, will come out of this meeting at in uh, the african union and and Chris, you know, while all of this is, is, is being said and we're watching what's going on on the ground, there's also that concern about the fact that, um, you know, the M23 rebels are now appearing to be, you know, more reinforced and more organized. Is that what, um, you know, government there is also concerned about? That's right. They are very concerned about uh, the the kind of uh, weapons that the M23 have. Uh, just a few days ago, there was a report that was leaked by some by the UN and uh, other international organizations, saying that uh, they found uh, they used some drones. The UN peacekeepers used drones and found that one that the M23 rebels have a surface-to-air missile very sophisticated that was made in China. It can hit uh, drones and even jet fighters that uh, fly over their positions to bombard their area. It's, it's, it's something that rebel groups do not have. It's very expensive and it requires some expertise to, to handle. They're saying this is a kind of weapon that uh, governments are the ones that have. And they, they said it was belongs to Rwanda. So that has also created a lot of concern because now the conflict has became, become very complicated. And that was the main reason why the United Nations peacekeepers last year said that they could not fight, help the government of the DRC to fight against the M23 rebels. They said they had very sophisticated weapons. And that statement that they made really got them into trouble with the government of Congo. They said the United Nations is a multinational force. It has it receives a lot of funding from the US and China and some of those superpowers. So the government are urged the United Nations to pull out of the DRC. The process has already started, and by December this year, the United Nations peacekeeping force, which comprises of about 14,000 troops, is supposed to leave. And then we are, we, we were going to see, I think, the SADC forces uh, help take over and help the DRC government to, to restore peace in that part of the country. Mm, quite a lot um, happening there, Chris. Let's see then what happens in the coming days. Thank you so much for that update. That was our correspondent in the DRC, Chris Ochamringam. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. 
our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.